You are listening to Serve, Protect, Lead, a podcast from the International Association of Chiefs of Police, where you will hear from ICP leadership and police leaders across the globe, sharing wisdom, insight, and perspective. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah Guy, and I am a senior advisor at the IACP. Today, we have a very special guest joining us for our first podcast, IACP President Dwight Henninger. Welcome, President Henninger. Thanks, Sarah. On these podcasts, we'll be sharing insight on the inner workings of the IACP, provide a sneak peek into our advisory efforts and new programs and services. Additionally, we'll be hearing from special guests, including our federal partners, on critical issues facing the profession. That sounds great, and I'm looking forward to more of these podcasts. Now, when it comes to ISP's advocacy efforts, let's talk about police reform. I know IACP has been very engaged in those conversations. Can you provide some insight on those discussions? Sure. Right now, we're witnessing a patchwork of state laws that do not provide uniform standards or guidance to the policing profession or the public. States like Colorado, where I'm from, and Massachusetts and others have implemented sweeping police reforms. I know in my state, with a change in qualified immunity, we've witnessed officers leaving the profession. That is why the IACP, in conjunction with the Fraternal Order of Police, have been working with Congress to draft criminal justice legislation that would improve policing, as well as harmonizing police strategies and law enforcement policies nationwide. ISCP has always maintained that there should be no changes to the existing qualified immunity doctrine to 18 U.S.C. 242 or the Graham versus Connor standard for use of force. During our negotiations with congressional partners, we managed to keep those elements out of any legislation. We were disappointed to see the negotiations fall through in Congress because the legislation specifically provided additional funding to assist law enforcement agencies in training, agency accreditation, and data collection initiatives. It's our belief that the provisions under discussion would have strengthened the law enforcement profession and helped improve the state of community police engagement without compromising management and officer rights, authorities, and legal protections. That's why we've been advocating for federal legislation so that there is consistency among states and clear direction to standards and what officers should be trained to. I saw a recent announcement that the the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the IACP would be jointly hosting a national summit on intelligence and information sharing. Can you share anything more about this? Yes, we're really excited about this. Summit will focus on the challenges that law enforcement agencies face as they confront a wide array of threats to our communities, institutions, and vital infrastructure. The IACP DHS National Summit on Intelligence and Information Sharing will be the third such event hosted by the IACP. Prior summits led to significant advances in information sharing, including the creation of the Global Intelligence Working Group, adoption of the National Criminal Intelligence Sharing Plan, founding of the Criminal Intelligence Coordinating Council, establishment of a national network of fusion centers, and creation of numerous programs to report and share information across law enforcement. We are optimistic with the potential outcomes of this summit. The first initial planning meetings will be held in December. Now, the Intelligence and Information Summit sounds like a great um, future podcast, so I look forward to hearing more about that on on another episode. Now, when you were sworn in as IACP president, you spoke about the trust-building campaign and how it was part of IACP's strategic plan and the focus for the coming years. What is your vision for this campaign? The goal behind the trust building campaign is to enhance the trust between a community and their police agency. To join the campaign, 
police agencies will need to pledge to implementing certain promising practices over a 12 to 36 month timeframe. These practices include the adoption of new policies, new approaches to the use of force by law enforcement, and enhancements to outreach and cooperation with the community. Stay tuned for more information regarding this campaign in the coming months. I look forward to that. Um, as we all know, the IACP is a global organization with members in 168 countries. Can you tell us a little bit about our global efforts? Sure. Just a few weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to attend the International Police Summit, which was hosted by the Korean National Police Agency. There were 20 countries and four international organizations that participated, and the Korean National Police are doing some outstanding work in over 100 countries to develop policing capacity. That sounds like a great trip and a very productive um, summit. I know that the IACP Executive Board recently concluded its strategic planning meeting. Can you tell us about some of the issues discussed at that meeting? Yeah, we had a really productive meeting. One of the topics we discussed during our strategic planning meeting was prosecutorial policymaking and its impact on policing. There needs to be alignment between the police and prosecutors to ensure agreement on enforcement and prosecution of offenses. Police are the arm of the government that enforces law, but they do not make the laws. If prosecutors and the judiciary are disconnected from the police and or the laws they're enforcing, the public loses faith in the police. That is why the IACP plans to convene a group to discuss this emerging issue to ensure agreement on enforcement and prosecution of offenses. I look forward to uh, hearing the outcomes of that meeting um, and those discussions. And one last question for you today. Um, I've seen a lot of social media posts on Twitter and Facebook using the hashtag Path Forward. Tell us about that campaign. Yes, this is a program started by the PIO section. And if you're not participating, we encourage you to tweet about the good work of your officers are doing in their communities by using the hashtag Path Forward. This campaign will give our communities a chance to see all that goes on in policing, not just in your jurisdictions, but good work, the hard work, and the necessary steps that are being taken across the world by police to ensure their communities feel safe. To learn more about the campaign, visit the IACP blog. And for those of you um, who don't know how to access the ISP blog, you can get there easily by visiting the ISP's website. Right on the main page, you will see a link that takes you directly to our blog with numerous posts. I want to thank you again, President Henninger, for joining us today. Um, I had a great conversation, learned a lot about the IACP. Um, thank you, um, everyone who tuned in. If you have future topics you wish to be covered on podcasts, please submit those to info at the IACP.org. Thank you again.